Hey girl, have you ever started on one snack, polished that off, and then moved to another? Before you knew it, you probably ate 2,000 calories of junk without even blinking an eye. I have. I've done it multiple times. In today's episode, I'm going to share my story of binging and what I did to recover, not only from each binge episode, but really being able to let go of it for good. So I hope you'll stick around and uh, let's talk. Welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. There have been so many binge episodes in my life. I I can't even count them on one hand. I can't, or two hands. I can't even really begin to think back and imagine how many times it was that I had binging activity. Um, it, It probably was something that happened you know, once a week, twice a week and for years. And, you know, I I can remember times where I would like start on something. For example, I would get boxes of cereal that I like, like junk cereal, like the stuff that my mom never let me get when we were growing up. We always had to get the healthy stuff. Uh, like for example, fruity pebbles, like, like you can put away some fruity pebbles pretty quickly because it's light and airy and it doesn't seem to fill your belly until you realize that you have finished off the whole entire box. Captain Crunch, peanut butter, Captain Crunch. I love peanut butter, Captain Crunch. I know it's, it's probably something you're thinking, what? That's gross. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch was my favorite cereal. And it was round and hard. And if you ate too much of it in one bite, it would rip the top of your mouth to shreds. Yet, I would get this and I liked it so much. I didn't want to wait till it got soggy at all. Like I would just let it get coated with milk and then I would dive in. Well, I, 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 at some point just would polish that off in one, in one evening. I would eat a couple bowls and then I would put it away thinking I was okay. And then I would go back and get more. And as I think back to the, those moments and those times where I would binge, like all the things that would come to my mind and to my heart that I would just beat myself up. And, you know, I would think that this beating myself up was really going to be the solution in me stopping. Like, I'm not going to do this again until, you know, I made cookie dough and then ended up finishing off the cookie dough in, you know, a 24 hour period. And it really depended on the day, how I would respond. I would, there were times where I would binge and then I would purge. I know that is a behavior that is very shameful. It's something that uh, people don't readily admit to, but there were definitely moments in my life where I was binging on stuff and then I would go in the bathroom and get rid of it. And the, the place that you are at when you're, when you're getting rid of it, it just, you just have to like, 
you know, thinking back in those moments of that, those feelings that they were, you just kind of felt so isolated. You, you definitely wouldn't share it with anybody. And, you know, I would do that and then I would just feel sick the rest of the day, kind of about, it's sick at myself really. And, you know, really feeling ashamed and judging myself for what I had done. I can't believe you did that. And then some days I'd swear when I would start on Monday, I'm just going to clean out the entire kitchen. I'm just going to clean out all the stuff that's junk. I'm just going to go ahead and eat it all up. I mean, that could be any number of things. If I had gone to the grocery store and bought and bought, a, you know, cookie dough or stuff to make cookie dough or ice cream or whatever it was, I got to get it out of the house. I'm going to start fresh Monday. And some days I would, I would be that way. Uh, and I would then starve myself from Monday through Friday. I would just eat like on point. I would try and be as healthy as I could do the best I could. And then when it came to the weekend, this whole cycle would start all over again. And some days I would just get on my face before God and ask why, like, I would just cry out. Like, why is this something that I'm so stuck in? Why is this something that I just keep continually doing to myself and my body? I just kept, kept asking that question to God. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, any, any day really could have come any of these responses. It really just depended on the day. There was no really rhyme or reason. And, you know, as I have, you know, gone through this journey and the things that I've discovered that I, I want to share with you today, I want to share with you three things that really helped me in overcoming the binge behavior and all the things that come with it. The first thing is to stop judging yourself. You have to really come to a place of understanding that there's something behind it, right? There's something going on that's leading us to this behavior, something going on that is drawing us to do what it is that we're doing. Judging ourselves does not help. Judging ourselves does not motivate us, right? Doesn't motivate us to stop doing it. I mean, it might for a little bit, but it's not a long-term solution to to motivate us to stop the behavior. It's just a short-term solution. And it's just it just keeps us isolated in that place when we're continually judging ourselves, the full of shame, the cycle keeps 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 going around and around. It really started to change my thoughts about myself and my thoughts about you know, how food has control over me, really started to begin to change those things, writing down things that I like about myself, like really beginning to do some journaling and taking time to, instead of judging myself, replace that judgment word for something that I liked about myself and really doing that more practice on a regular basis. And when I, when I would have something judgmental to say about myself, obviously this is self-talk right in your head coming back with something that was true or something that I liked about myself instead of the judging. The second thing that I did was to stop the self-pity. You know, in those times when I was binging, you know, I, I was actually alone. I, you know, I, I was single until I was 38, well, 37. And yeah, I had relationships and, and, you know, friends obviously spent time with, but you know, when you come home from work or you're coming home for the weekend after doing, hanging out with people, you're, you're by yourself. So lots of time to hide, right? Lots of time to, to kind of get away from 
people and even avoid people sometimes, isolate from people, there's a lot more opportunity for that, of course, when you are single. And I was no different in that, you know, I could hide much easier when I wasn't, didn't have people around. And, you know, understanding that I was kind of wallowing in the self-pity, like I'm alone. I don't have anybody in my life. You know, I've got friends that are in these relationships and, you know, stopping the things that I, that were kind of keeping me in the self-pity place. The, the idea that, you know, my life wasn't that great because I didn't have somebody in my life or whatever it might be that I was dealing with at that time. The, the most important thing that I think about was my my identity and in, in being sing, single and really feeling as though I was less than because I didn't have, you know, at that point in my life, I didn't have a relationship that was, you know, leading towards marriage. And so, um, you know, so this the self-pity really can keep us trapped. And so it's like, stop taking self-pity on myself, begin to take action. Like, what can I do? take accountability, like be responsible for, for what I'm doing and beginning to shift my thinking that, you know what, I'm not, I don't need to be stuck in this place. What, how do I get out of this? What do I need to do? How, how do I move forward? God, show me what I need to do. Bring those people in my life that I need in my life to guide me and lead me to a place of healthy relationship with food, diving into prayer time, diving into God's word, strengthening my spirit, my soul. There is nothing that is going to change you, change your heart other than God. We can try and try and try and try in our own efforts and it, and it will not work long-term. We can do our best, but you know what? We cannot do it without God. And that's one thing that I realized. And you know, God has been with me on this whole entire journey. His faithfulness humbles me and his grace humbles me. And, you know, it really has allowed me to evaluate where I've been and where I've come, how I've come through. And on on the other side, obviously I still have struggles and still need have reliance on him. You know, he keeps us, he keeps us at this place of dependence. That's where he wants us, right? He wants us to be dependent on him, not to be independent from him. He's created us to be in relationship with him. And when we do everything we can to do things on our own, we're not including him in in this relationship. And that just separates us further and further away from him when we're trying to do this on our own strength. And that's one thing I realize is I've got to spend time in prayer and in his word, getting his truth in me, learning about who he is, the qualities that that he has, how much he loves me. It doesn't matter what the weight on the scale is. It doesn't matter that I've just binged on a whole box of cereal and I've just thrown it up. He doesn't care. He does care. He loves me. He loves me in spite of all of those things that I just listed. It doesn't matter to him. He loves me whether I'm doing that or not. He loves me in a way that wants to see me walk in freedom. And he loves you too. And we have to understand that in order for us to move and walk in freedom, we've got to encounter him daily and walk through this with him. And he will lead you and guide you in the things that you need to overcome the struggles that you're in. And, you know, working through the root of why I binged was also part of that self-pity. Like, why, why am I doing this? 
And what is the root cause of this? Really try, trying to fill a place that only God can fill, right? Where I'm, I was using food to try to fill me. And I, I mean, obviously, if you eat a box of cereal, you should be full, right? But I just kept going, like never really feeling this fullness. It just, I just want to keep eating because I just like this, this act of filling and understanding and realizing that, you know what? I am trying to fill a place that only God can fill. It's not going to work. I'm going to keep trying to feed myself until I'm sick because that will never satisfy. And so that was one huge reality. The last one, the last thing that I learned in this, in this binge behavior is to really face the reality and stop making excuses, stop making promises to myself that I think I'm going to keep and move forward and don't look behind right? Learning how to eat for what my body needs. I learned that, you know, what part of my problem was I wasn't eating the things I needed to eat to stop cravings to, or, or help minimize cravings. I wasn't eating the things I needed to eat to, to make sure that I was fueling myself so that I wasn't getting at this place of starving and then, then food being my complete and total obsession learning to let go of over-exercising and obsessing about it was huge for me because it just was a cycle, right? This over-exercising, burning so many calories, the hunger cues were just way off the charts because I was so, I was burning so many calories and I wasn't fueling myself this constant hunger, right? Because I wasn't giving myself enough calories due to the fact that I was burning them off, doing all this workout, exercise, training, and learning that I've got to, got to, not obsess about that, really focus in on, okay, what workouts are going to be beneficial to me and how do I fuel myself to handle that and manage that so I'm not starving myself. Learning how to use food as fuel and to not fill my emotional needs. We cannot get our emotional needs met by anything material, right? We can only get those needs met by God. We can't even get them met by somebody else. Like they don't, they don't know our hearts. Like God knows our hearts. He's the one that knitted us together in our mother's womb, right? He knitted our hearts. He knows us more than we even know ourselves. He created us. And so we have to understand that our, the emotional needs that we have, the things that we struggle with deep down, whether it's depression or anxiety or the hurt of your past, the brokenness that you feel, maybe it's past trauma, those things cannot be met by anyone or anything else besides God. And it starts with coming to him and bringing that to him and ask him how to heal you from that. And that was really what it took, getting on my face before God and saying, I, I don't want to live this way anymore. And sometimes it takes like several times to do that, right? Several times to get on your face and say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to live like this. And yet he's faithful and he will bring you through it and give you a testimony that you'll never imagine if you just trust him. I hope that something from these three, three tips, these three things speaks to you and that you have the ability to, to, to act on it, to take action. The three things were stop judging yourself. Stop the self-pity and start taking action. Start finding out what you need to do to move out of the behavior. The third thing is stop making excuses, face reality, and stop making the promises that you're going to be better. Learn how to eat for what you need. Learn how to let go of anything that you're holding on to too tightly. 
and letting God fill you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, every, everything, let him fill you instead of food. If this has blessed you, I hope that you'll come into the Facebook group, introduce yourself and um, connect, maybe even share your story. Would love for you to do that. If that's not a place for you, uh, you can always email me, Tara J, T-A-R-A-J at dietditching.com. Would love to connect with you there and hear your story as well. Would love to pray for you and uh, be able to share that with you. So hope you have a great day and I look forward to getting together next time. Take care. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple podcast and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.